Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. It's a great day to be here, a great day to be alive. I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I'm here with my mom, Peaceful Barb. Yes. Hello, everyone. Hello, Michelle. As per usual, like I would be here with anybody else. (laughs) Um, Hi. Hi. How are you? I am doing pretty good. How are you? I'm actually good. I'm actually good today. I've because I, I I feel a little out of sorts, but I can't really put my finger on it. So I do feel good, but I also feel like. Do you ever have that feeling that there's something underlying, but you don't exactly know what it is, but you feel good, you feel happy, I feel energetic. Like there's you know, no I woke reason up, not to be yeah, okay. Yeah, I woke up like I always do. You know, grateful for the gift of this new day. Like you said, happy to be alive, happy to be here, full of energy. But there's just an underlying something that I'm sure will show itself in the next few days. If there's one thing about you, you have more energy than any person that I know. And well, it's, it's <laughs> for my whole life, I've tried to siphon off her energy or figure out <laughs> how to replicate. And it's it's just one of her fabulous traits. Yeah, as we've said this a few times here on the podcast, that the mornings and, and when when I get up, I truly am grateful for the new day and I'm energetic and I'm ready to go and I do all of the things and I'm firm believer that to really understand yourself completely, which is what we talk about a lot, right, Michelle, in our conversations, to know to know who you are and know yourself completely and develop that that really beautiful, strong connection within. So I know me and I know that mornings and early afternoons are my my golden hours. So I I do everything that I possibly can to get things done that need to be done for the day. Even the hard things, I try to do them first first thing because that's when my energy is really up. So if we were recording a podcast at 6 or 7 o'clock at night, it would be a different peaceful barb that would be showing up. Maybe one day because then we'll get peak Michelle golden era. Uh, don't. <laughs> you're, you're golden right now. Aw. I laughed because what's funny is when we sat down to record, you're like, you know, I don't, I, I'm having a hard day. Don't ask me how I'm doing. I don't and know, I asked I you and you're I like, said, I'm great. Wait, I didn't say hard day. I said, I don't, I don't exactly know what's up. Um, there's, there feels like something brewing underneath the surface. And so I'm you're open to whatever op- the feelings you're, are. You're um, inquisitive about what that could be. Very curious. Yes. She's curious. Yes. Well, and as always, I'm very much looking forward to our conversation today. Me too. This is a really cool topic and it's interesting and I don't feel like there's a lot being said about this particular topic much. Well, I'm excited because you usually how to see how the sausage is made (laughs) with this podcast. Like I 
I'll come up with some ideas and then we'll meet and then we'll flesh it out and see like what, what resonates with you, you know, at this moment in time. And then we, you know, chat it out and we come and record, but you flip flopped and you came to me and you said, I want to talk about this. Yes. And I have ideas. And you sent me a Google doc with some ideas and I was just like, maybe that's why I feel a, lot, a little out of sorts because I've just basically showed up. Well, it's something that we've, you know, we always, as we say, we share our experiences and this is something that's really been up for me, but I didn't quite understand. I didn't quite, you know how sometimes things are just percolating under the surface. So this has been up for me and it's something that I think um, I'm excited to talk about because it's been up for me. But I'm also thinking, like I said a few minutes ago, that I don't think there's a lot being talked about. Uh, with this particular topic of regret. So I'm mm-hmm. very much looking forward to having this conversation with everyone and looking at how this unfolds because I think that this can be a very a very uh, miraculous way of living your life when you can kind of frame regret in the way that I believe it shows up in our lives and then what we're meant to do with it. Yeah, you have a lot of interesting takes on regret that I heard when we were chatting earlier. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited for that to be available to whoever decides to listen to this episode. But do you want to just share a little bit of, of what brought you to this topic today or wh- what's been percolating sure. for you? Sure. I, I think what I'd like to share first, though, is to let, I think I've said this before in some of the other episodes and some of our other conversations. I'm going through a very, very major life change. And I'm not ready to discuss the whole thing, but please stay tuned. Please stay subscribed because when <laughs> I day. am, this is going to be really, really incredible. But I'm not ready to discuss the whole details of the life change. Well, but I think just inter- to interject, it's not, I think people always want to talk about things while they're in it, but really it can add more stress and trauma and drama to your life when you open up about change before you've had a, had time to digest it and settle into the newness of what it is turns out to be and when we talk about it too soon then we feel these feelings of regret or oversharing or whatever that we did that maybe it was just too much at that moment in time so absolutely Michelle I'm so happy you said that it's it's very very true and it's it's so so true for me that that I don't share things before the timing is right I'm I have the relationship that I have with myself and my trusted friends or my trusted therapist and all of the things that I use and my practice, Me. my spiritual practice, my <laughs> precious daughter, Michelle. So it, it, it doesn't serve me or serve anyone in the way that it possibly can for the future, for my own life and for all the things that I'm here to teach and I'm here to help people see by my own experiences. So I'm so happy that you said that. It well, is, and also too, I mean, and we can do a whole episode on this for sure, but mm-hmm. like, When you share things about personal things about your life that are still raw or you're not fully healed from, and you share it with even, I mean, not on a podcast with a platform, but even, you know, with too many friends or, you know, you, you say things at work with a colleague to try and make a connection and you overshare, you open up, you open yourself up to being perceived by people and and being judged by people before you even really know how you perceive and judge your situation yourself. And it, it ultimately will influence you. And, and I, like I said, add, add to the stress and anxiety of the situation, but let yourself heal and, and settle in before you add in that dynamic of 
of being perceived by other people because it's human nature for people to do that. And, you know, let yourself be in the cocoon before you're ready to, to experience that basically. Beautifully said, beautifully said. So (laughs) anyway, so onto regret sidebar. So this has been up for me and I regret has been when I, I, I've talked about this before in our other conversations on this podcast. When I first was in touch with going through my divorce with your dad and I think just going through all of the like feelings of 30 some years ago and going through all the feelings of you being a like a two and a half, three year old. Actually, I think you were four by the time the divorce was final, but just all of the things and all of the things in life and my whole childhood. So not to go into all of that today in this conversation, but regret has always been kind of up for me or kind of in in the background of my life. So I've always thought about regret. And I remember seeing a pillow a friend had given another friend years ago, and it said, no regrets. And I thought, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. And, and the pillow just really irritated me. So this was, <laughs> this was many, many, many years ago. And I thought, that's not possible. And so I've had really a real yearning to want to know regret. Like, what do we do with regret? And how does it happen? And how do we move through it? And how can it serve us? Because I believe it's normal to have regrets. I would really love to just say this to everyone out there listening that Regret is actually the most common, I think, of negative emotions. And many of them, like you said, Michelle, are little small regrets. Oh, I wish I hadn't said that. I mean, how often do you find yourself? I, I am a I consider myself a an expert of the mind, which I've talked about before. And I feel like I'm a master at at being able to catch myself in my thoughts. I don't always make the right choices. I don't always because I'm not perfect, but I actually can see the thought. And so often, how often it's really a beautiful thing to kind of look at your life and say, how often do you say to yourself, I wish I had, I wish I had. So I just wanted to start with that, that regrets are normal. And you have the little tiny ones that happen often that we're not even aware of. And then we have the major ones. Well, I was going to say too, you know, you said it's a common, one of the most common negative emotions. And I think that it doesn't even have to be a negative emotion because you think about, okay, what is, what is regret actually? And it's ruminating about a choice that we made in the past and thinking that we should have made a different choice. But the thing is, life is always about choices and we're, we're always making choices and it's our minds that are saying, oh, you shouldn't have made that choice. You should have made this other choice. But I just think that we can never really know and and we're, we're going to get into into all of this right. but it's just it, it's it's useless to wonder what would have happened if we had made a different choice so it's just like it's our letting our minds run amok. It is. I think that's why we label that's why all the the people that I've read about regrets and, and some of the experts that have written great books, we'll talk about a couple today. So why though we label regrets a negative emotion because they tend to be negative in nature because they're constantly just by the mere fact of saying we ruminate, it but is But how would we have known? Michelle, that's but see, that's that's the conversation, but that's not the immediate feeling. <laughs> okay, that's no, the right. conversation. But I just mean, like, even if I you want to get you want to get to the you want to get to the dessert before we get through all of the dinner of what we're going to talk about. How you okay. like that metaphor? Wow, that's the but the negative but the the common emotion, the common you're feeling right, when right. there's a regret is that it is negative because we ruminate and we're we're just constantly replaying in our mind. Wish I could take it back. Blah blah blah. blah. All that I wish, I wish, I wish. 
So I recently read a quote, though, that really, I think, helps us frame regret and helps us understand it better, Just which is what you're trying to get to with the dessert. But this, this quote <clears throat> is a good um, backdrop or maybe foundation for this conversation. Just becomes, Just because things could have been different doesn't mean they would have been better. That's the thing. That is what has really been resonating for me with this whole thing that I'm going through in my whole life change. Because growing up, I second guess myself all the time. When you grow up in a traumatic, double parent, alcoholic household, I was constantly having second thoughts and constantly, do I make this choice? Do I make this choice? And so wondering about all the paths that I didn't take and I need to take this path and what if I'd have done this or what if, what if this would have happened, then maybe my life would be different. Just, it was just a constant. I can't even actually tell you what some of the, the sentences or some of the actual details of it, but I just remember always being in that state of, I wish this would be different. Maybe if I made this choice, this would have happened. Maybe if I hadn't yelled at my mom, maybe she wouldn't have done this. There were just all those little regrets all the time. And so I want to just say, maybe to start this, that I believe that regret, now that I've, I'm older, and we both talk about this in the episodes and our conversations, that we're here to learn and then grow from what we've learned and then become and constantly keep working towards becoming the person that we desire deeply to be. So I believe that regrets in my mind now are a sign of my maturity. Mm-hmm. really a sign of a healthy mind, which is where you were going with that. Mm. And why do I say that? It's because I feel strongly that the regret is showing me, um, first of all, what my mind is doing, but second of all, it's showing me what choices that I made and helping me see, okay, how did that choice work out? What actions did I take? And now as a 65-year-old woman, instead of looking at a 20-year-old person's choices or responses. Now that I know better, I can actually think better and wiser and stronger and more capable and all of the things. So the regret can be a really massive teacher is what I'm trying to say. I've really started to embrace regrets, not as a negative or not as something that there's something wrong with me. Right. I'm starting to look at them as my teacher. I think that's kind of how I was. It is. What I was trying to get to, but I maybe didn't say it as eloquently as you did. No, you said it beautifully. But what's interesting, too, I think, about regret is that clearly if you harbor feelings of wishing that you had made a different choice in the past or wishing that things could be different, for some reason you're not okay with whatever is happening in your life in the present, right? Yes, and that's okay. See, well, And that's okay because that's where I am right now. Uh, my life is totally turned upside down. And so, of course, I'm not okay with how my life is in the present, but it's so important to look, okay, this, this is not how I want to live. I don't want to live in this, in this chaos and this turmoil that I'm feeling like I'm, I'm navigating every day, but every choice that I make in this chaos is going to lead me more to a more mindful, more thoughtful, um, more ease, more ex- an, an existence that's filled with more ease. Mm-hmm. But right now, yeah, it's chaotic. Right now, it's it's really got a lot of ups and downs, and I feel like sometimes I'm I'm living in the upside down world. But I think that why I'm on to this regret is that I was so focused. Remember, way back in the day, like 20 years ago, I think we talked about this in one of our conversations. When when my best friend Mary and I we were talking a lot about she her friend was a hospice nurse, and Mary used to volunteer. And remember. 
I remember Mary telling me this 20 years ago that the number one regret of the dying is that they didn't live the life that they wish they had lived, but they lived a life that society or other people said that they should live. And so that was always my biggest red flag. I don't ever want to have a regret like that when I'm dying. And so I think that whole thing was what uh, really sparked me into this major curiosity about regret and how can it actually help me get clear on who I wish to be and what do I want to do or who do I want to be. And the, the regret that we're talking about today, I feel like can help us learn and grow from all of the experiences we've had because none of us are perfect. None of us is going to make every choice that's going to lead to our success and happiness in every single moment. I'm wondering, though, when you when you talk about regret, saying that the Bronnie Ware quote that we've mentioned quite a few times Me on this podcast, I'm wondering, though, you know, the number one regret of the dying is is not living the life that they had wanted to live. But and this might be like extremely heady and philosophical, but that's just where my mind goes is, you know, but ultimately it is the life that we lived. It is what it is, you know? And I can look back on my life and think about maybe choices that I would have done differently or made different choices. I think the, the most, the one that comes to mind immediately is people would ask me, you know, in college life, did I regret not going, studying abroad? And, you know, cause I, I didn't, I stayed at, at school and I think, you know, in hindsight, studying abroad is like an amazing opportunity for so many reasons, obviously. And I didn't do that. That, that might be a regret of mine, but I made that choice because for other reasons, and I had a fantastic time and I was with people that I really loved and learned and I loved where I went to school and all that. And I say all that because it could be a regret because I frame it that way. Like I missed out on some sort of opportunity, but I, I chose an experience of what was aligned for me in that moment. So I'm letting my mind kind of re rewrite the story of what was happening because now I have more information, but Michelle at age 19, that was what she wanted. And for whatever reason, that's where my life went. And I, I have to, maybe it's a little naive of me to believe this, but I just have to believe that for whatever reason, my life path wasn't meant to do that. I couldn't agree more. And I'm not sure. I think we need to, we need to back up with that Bronnie Ware quote again. And and I want to read it so that we, we frame it in the right perspective. I was talking about 20 years ago when Mary and I were talking because she was she was with a patient there in hospice. And so, oh, no, I get it. Yes, but, but I think you're exactly right. And so I, I consider, in my mind, as we continue with this conversation, I consider that Indiana University, that you didn't go abroad decision as one of those little regrets that we have. I think what Bronnie Ware, she's a, she was a hospice. She is a hospice so like nurse. Like a circumstantial regret it's, as far as like, or in contrast to like an overarching life theme regret that's a beautiful conscientiously living your life in a certain way and then you get to the end and you're like this was not how I wanted to live my life that is beautifully said so Bronnie Ware (laughs) said she's a hospice nurse she said that the number one regret of the dying has been this I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself 
not the life others expected of me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And so why we use this quote so often in our conversations in this podcast is we are always talking about how can we, how can we continue begin and continue to the rest of our lives, forging this beautiful, deep, respecting, loving, trusting relationship with ourselves from within. So I believe what Bronnie Ware's quote is saying is exactly what you and I talk about 24-7 with ourselves and on this, on this podcast is how do you live a life true to yourself and, not, and be in alignment with yourself, and we're not always in alignment with ourselves. So, sure, that was that was the yeah. perfectly aligned, as you said beautifully. That's the perfectly perfectly aligned choice that you made with the Michelle when she was nineteen years old. So, I, I so believe- really the regrets regret is not about the choice; it's about the lifestyle of are you connect Are you making choices from being connected with yourself? And did you ever connect with yourself? And I think. I don't necessarily know if the conversation about connecting with yourself has been up for people a lot in the past, but you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have never pondered the questions that we ask often on this podcast and, and how to establish some sort of strong foundation from within. So I, I can imagine you might get to the finish line of life and say, well, I don't even know who I am, right? Absolutely. <laughs> this, this is another whole episode. But I think you, you're, you're onto something here in this conversation. That's what I love about this, this podcast being with all of you. I feel like we're sitting in the living room right now. We're unpacking right it all together. We're unpacking it all together. So you're onto something here. It is the, the life that you're choosing. So I, I think it's, for me, I, it's been more about decisions. What is my heart calling me to do? So that requires sitting in, in silence or sitting in quiet or really just listening to that voice within. What is, what is my heart calling me to do? And so am I doing the things, carving out the life that serves that calling? And I, I don't like to use purpose because I feel like our purposes can change. My purpose back, so I was just talking to someone about raising you and how my life was back then and, and you know, running my restaurants and doing all the things. It's totally different today. Totally so, different. Totally different. So my purpose is, our purpose is more, I think, what we're doing on a daily basis or what where, where the stages of our life have taken us. But there is a deep calling, I think, within all of us. And it can be just as simple as, I just want to be the kindest, most truest, most honest version of me that can possibly be. And the so energy that, that you put out into the world. Yeah, and that's not really simple, but it's not necessarily about the material things out there. I believe it's more about really being true to myself and who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? So and, do you think, and this is really just us fleshing it out, do you think that when people tend to regret past life choices, it's because it was a, they're not truly connected with they don't like themselves of who they are in this moment. So they're looking back into choices that they made in the past that like brought them to who they are today. That could be, I, I, I believe strongly that, like, Oh, I made this choice and this is why I'm so unhappy. 
Um, you know, that could be true. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a difficult, uh, I, I don't think that's a great place to be when we're blaming ourselves for what we chose. And I think you're right, though, because what I'd like to say about why we all have regrets, it is impossible, impossible. We are asking the impossible if we think that we can fully predict how any choice that we would make is going to turn out. Mm-hmm. impossible. So right. I think we hold ourselves at an impossible standard 20 years later. Wow. If I'd have made this other choice, exactly. my life would be totally different, which is what you're trying to and say. Like beating so yourself up. it's impossibly, it's impossible to fully know that. So I think we have to come to this realization that what we are asking of life and ourselves can never, ever be. And I think if we can let ourselves off the hook about that, that we all are in the same boat, None of us are in a different boat here. We are all in the same boat. And rarely are we all in the same boat. But I believe every human is in the same boat that we have no idea how any choices that we're going to make are going to turn out. So to have a regret that it would have been different is like asking something that could never be. And also writing the story that the choice that you could have or didn't make would have been better. You have no idea. No, because I make choices based on the information that I have in the moment. Just your your you're studying a broad, uh, um, you're studying a broad choice. Uh, example. example is <laughs> I'm getting too worked up. I'm getting, you can sell it. You can tell this is really up for me. You're studying a broad example is so perfect. You made the choice that you felt was aligned with you to make in the moment. Now, and I know now that you wanted me to go abroad. I did. <laughs> now you're 36 year old, Michelle it's may like have made a different choice. Thing idiot. You could have gone and lived in no. Italy. <laughs> And had no responsibilities. It's fine. No, and I think why this is so perfect. I is forgive myself, and I mourn the life that could have been too. I, I, not mourn. No. no mourn because like it, it was an opportunity that I couldn't have that I didn't have, but I, I still had good experiences in the choices that I made. Exactly. So maybe instead of mourn, honor. Honor. Honor that choice. That choice could have been. And maybe somewhere in a different plane, Michelle was 20 years old, frolicking through Italy. You know, honoring. school. Honoring every every choice or every thought or every, I think when we try to push back, it causes us to want to change what happened and it puts us in a place of impossibility. We cannot ever change what happened. We can only learn and grow and accept. And I think when I- And choose differently in the present. Definitely or choose differently in the present, but remembering that we can only make the choices with all the information that we currently have. Because I think too, a lot of regret stems from feeling incomplete or not content with whatever is happening in the present moment and saying, oh, well, if I had chosen this, I would be happier now. But the truth is, like you said, you made those choices based on whatever information that you had And if you're feeling that regret, you can sit with yourself and say, okay, something is up for me right now. What choice can I make now that, that might help me to feel better about it? Yes. I, yes, I think that's, sorry, I just got a little bit distracted because I was really thinking about, I can give a perfect example of one of my major regrets almost my whole life up until, when did we go with my dad on that family trip? Was that 2000 and... Were you out of college, 2008? To? To Mendota. It was 2010, I believe. 2010. So here's, here's the story. I was living in Chicago. So I, I had this little, you know, 
as I got older, obviously it was in the background, but I all every once in a while in the in the quiet of a morning, I might think, well, I wonder what life would have been. So here's my story. I grew up in the Chicago area and in this little town, we moved around a ton. So, but we stayed in Mendota, Illinois, which is about, I think about 90 miles south of Chicago. We stayed in this town. I was in second grade to sixth grade and it, all of, all of, all of childhood was dramatic. That's for sure. But this seemed like the least dramatic, maybe because I was younger, but I didn't want to ever leave there. It felt like home. It was the longest we'd ever stayed in any one place. And it just kind of felt like home. Well, as I was graduating from sixth grade, I loved my teachers. I loved all of it. And I was sad to see them, sad to see myself go into middle school. But as I was graduating from sixth grade, my mother told us that we are moving. We are moving to Tipton, Iowa. And so we're not going to be coming back to middle school here in Mendota. We are moving. And so I was really, really sad. I mean, really, really sad. And so we moved to Tipton, Iowa. We stayed there for a year before we moved back to the Chicago area. But that Tipton, Iowa, that year, I feel like I was just there in seventh grade, but not there. It was a very odd experience. And so because I loved being in Mendota, Illinois, for so much, all the rest of my life, up until 2010, I would actually think, hmm, that was, it just felt safe. It, it just felt comfortable. So when, after my mother died a long time ago, my dad in 2010, he was not in the best of health, but he could start to feel his health was failing. He said, let's go on a family road trip. I want to go back to Mendota, Illinois. It was like a family reunion. Family reunion road trip. So we all went back to Mendota, Illinois. For the and, Sweet Corn Festival. And <laughs> and my mom was so excited. She's like, you're going to see the place that I loved growing up. And you're going to go to the Sweet Corn Festival that I loved. And you're going to see, you know, every good memory I've ever had in my childhood was in this place. Yes. And I have to say, it had a, it still carried a lot of the good memories. The whole idea, because that was so such a such a really nourishing time for me. It felt good, but I have to say, when I got there and walked around the town and went back to some of the old places and just felt everything that was there, I remember having this overwhelming feeling of release of any regret. Thinking, wow, now I understand why I'm not here today. Now I understand why. Things had to be the way they did. And we don't always get those confirmations or those affirmations, but I remember leaving there feeling full of gratitude for the time that I did have there and gratitude for the time of where I was today in 2010 mm -hmm. and feeling like, oh, this makes perfect sense. This, this really, how Mendota was, I mean, it's a beautiful town. It's really wonderful. There's nothing, but it, it didn't feel like in alignment with who I was in 2010 and I you was didn't holding feel a longing to, I didn't feel the longing to go be, back. Right. And it was so beautiful. And not that we usually get those opportunities to have that come full circle, full circle for you. But, but I think what it showed, showed what it really taught me more than anything else is we have no idea. We are doing the best we can. We don't wake up making choices saying to ourselves, let me just really mess this up. Let me just let me just make this choice that's going to explode my life and I'm going to be miserable. And so I think if you can really give yourself a break and offer yourself grace, if you're having regrets about anything that's happened in the past, and understand that you're doing the best you can in every moment, and it's different every single moment. And so now, what did you need to learn? What What is helping you see through all the things that you needed to uh, 
move forward in this, in the life that you're living right now in the present moment. And I know we use Eckhart Tolle's quote a lot. It comes up to me so much when you're thinking about regrets that whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. But this little second part of his quote, always work with it, not against it. So when I think about regrets, how can I work with the present moment? Because this is what's being offered to me right now and not work against it, knowing that I'm going to make the choice in this moment that will serve my greatest and highest good, even if it doesn't, because I don't know how it's going to turn out. So I think this has helped me a lot to think about now if I've got a regret, wait a minute, that regret's not in the present moment. What did I learn from that choice that I have the regret about? What do I need to do differently? How do I need to grow here? How do I need to have the courage now to stay back in alignment with who I am in 2022 and not work against what is happening in the moment? Go with it. So that means stop taking myself back in the past, thinking that it could have been any other way or could have I could have made any other choices because I did the best that I could. Well, it's like that, the whole plot of it's a beautiful life, right? Where he looks and goes back and if he had made a different choice, he sees how his life would have ended up. And I think if you can sit with yourself and think about your life where you are now, and I mean, at least I'm doing it from my perspective of us here recording a podcast and working together and doing all of the things that we do that we both love. But thinking back to maybe some of the moments or choices that I've regretted in the past and maybe making a different choice, it's possible that changing the choices of the past might not bring me to this point here. Yes. And I I actually, I don't think it would, at least thinking from my, my experiences. I think my two regrets are probably the abroad thing and, um, when I moved to Chicago over New York for a relationship. And, um, you know, I, I think if I had made different choices, I don't know if I would have ended up here. And I'm grateful to be here. So it's, I think you have to think about the whole picture in those moments. And look, and, and it's, I mean, not to spoil alert, but it's such an old movie. You know, and it's a wonderful, beautiful life. A wonderful life. A wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Um, you know, he sees it and he's so grateful for how it, how it all went. So I just think, if, too, if you get stuck in thinking, oh, if I just made one different choice, I would be in X or Y scenario, maybe, but maybe other aspects of your life would also would be so different in a way that, that might not, you might not like, you know? Like maybe you would have the job, but your family life would Absolutely. be a mess, or maybe you would be living in the place, but something else. So I, I think whenever we are like caught up in these feelings of regret, we're not really telling ourselves the whole story. You know, I regret moving to this place over this place for a relationship, but thinking about all of the things that also happened in those situations that brought me to where I am today. Absolutely. I, I believe so strongly that regret doesn't remind us that we did something wrong or we chose poorly or we made a mistake, or that something's up. I, I believe strongly regret sh- reminds us, is constantly reminding us or showing us what what we need to do differently. Or, oh, I remember one time when we were talking about this a while ago, and, and you love to dance. 
Dance is your thing. You were a dancer when you were younger. You love to dance. And you say that probably every few months in our life, in our relationship. Yeah. And so I think, and, you, and I remember one time you said to me, you regretted that you didn't continue with dance. Not, not that you were going to do it professionally, but you just love it. It's really just something you really enjoy doing. So I believe that that little regret comes up in your consciousness or in your day to remind you, go take a dance class or you yeah. can still dance if you want to. So I, I think it's like flipping, flipping the script of what you were saying really early on in this episode is how can we reframe regret instead of it being a negative emotion, which it is, it comes up as a ruminating negative emotion, but how can we actually look at it as a teacher? I, Information. Because I think what you were saying is so beautiful. This is when, this is when we get to the idea of gratitude for what has happened. And we can't get, I mean, no one is going to be, you're not grateful for a death or you're not grateful for a divorce or you're not grateful for abuse. You're not grateful for any of those things in the moment. And it can take, it can take almost a lifetime to get through some of the trauma or the PTSD of something like that. But this is how we slowly, slowly unpack it and we work through the trauma, we work through the pain, we work through the suffering and we come out the other side, you know, more whole than we were as a result of the suffering or the pain. And so we start to recognize little glimpses of, oh, okay, so this is actually shaping me to have the courage to be exactly who I am, to be exactly who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so we're not grateful so much for what happened to us, but we're grateful for how we're processing it and how we're healing through it and how we're learning and growing from it. This is how I look at my life with all of the trauma, all of the abuse, all of the PTSD, really, I look at it today, just what you said, Michelle, I don't know if I'd be sitting here right now today. And one of my favorite teachers, James Finley, who is a psychoanalyst, trauma expert, survivor, I'll never forget the day I was on retreat with him, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And he said, he was, he's got such a cute little laugh. And he goes, it's actually such a miracle that I'm sitting here talking to all of you about trauma, and I'm a survivor, and I'm thriving. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I feel about my life today, even though I'm going through this upheaval. It's a miracle that I'm sitting here talking to all of you and loving every moment of my life in this moment with all of you. And that I'm not only just surviving, I'm actually thriving in the midst of all of this suffering. Yeah. So I just believe strongly that that's, and and I think regret, why it's coming up for me so much is I think regret can be reframed as a massive, amazing teacher for us. Absolutely. And a teacher in the sense of letting ourselves off the hook and taking the pressure off that life has to be a certain way. You know, I, I think it goes a little bit into that perfectionism that we've talked about where if our life didn't go by the book or up to whatever standards, it wasn't a life well lived and life is messy and we make mistakes and we take wrong turns and, and whatever thing that we regret might be, but it's still our life. It's still part of us. It's still the journey that for whatever reason, like our path has taken us on and ruminating or contemplating that it's not good enough, just it's not helpful. Well, and none of the choices and none of those things that happen to us have the power to name who we are. Mm -hmm. We write the story. We hold the pen. We write the story. We and we alone have the power to name who we are. So I believe this kind of ties in with our talk last week about self-compassion. 
Right. You said letting yourself off the hook, having offering yourself grace, being we have to be so incredibly compassionate and loving and caring and forgiving for ourselves because this this actually it helps it's helped me a lot especially now but always but especially now during this hard time this helps us when we are feeling stuck and feeling overwhelmed with regret because there is absolutely nothing we can do about what happened in the past zero so why put our energy there why put our our um, motivations there why why give it any thought or any uh, airtime actually in our yeah. lives Exactly. But what it can do is help us, oh, that's right. Barbara, I forgive yourself for that. I wow, I love you for that. Look at look at what look at what how this has unfolded now. Look at this present moment right now. And it helps us it helps us keep this is what I really love and what I've really been thinking about. It helps us it helps us keep the focus on the lesson, on the teaching, on what I learned and how I've grown. And then we can release the shame. Mm-hmm. or the guilt, or the blame, or whatever it is that's keeping us in that regret. So I really believe strongly that self-compassion, self-love, self-forgiveness, how we treat ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, is really helpful and almost necessary, really necessary, uh, for, for, for putting regret in its proper perspective. And, too, sometimes that gnawing feeling of regret is that nudge to do the thing that you've been putting off or wanting to do. Yes. Like, for example, the dance stuff. I know I've said this in the past to you and, and maybe even on this podcast, but like I, I do think if somehow I was on my deathbed and I never went back and at least took the dance class, I would be annoyed with myself. I'd be like, what is that? Why couldn't you do that? And of course, there's lots of feelings underneath it all that I need to process. But that it comes up every once in a while and we talk about it and all of that and it's like just go do it you will maybe you'll love it and say oh my gosh this is what I've been missing in my life or oh it was fine but I don't need to do it and I can let it release it from my mind but it's like also if there's those things that are gnawing in your brain of like just go do it or go try it or put yourself out there or see what could happen do it I love that, Michelle. I because think- sometimes it could be a good thing. Sometimes, you know, I might say to myself, oh, I really regret not dancing again. And maybe I go and dance again and I say, oh, you know, it's okay. So it's like sometimes that nudge might be what you need to complete the loop of regret. Like with you going back to Mendota and saying, oh, you know, it was a beautiful period, but I don't need to think back about it all the time of what if. It's, it's a closed loop. And yeah. I think if you can act upon some of those feelings in the present to close the loop of regret, you can release yourself from it. Beautifully said, Michelle. What I, one of the things that came across to me when you were speaking was, I think sometimes we're looking for too much clarity. We're looking yeah. for the answer before we actually do it or before we actually step in. And, and or I th- waiting for things to be perfect. Or waiting for it. things to be perfect. And what I've seen in myself for sure is that actually sometimes there is no clarity. You know, what I'm waiting for may not happen because the clarity comes with the knowledge that I gained from taking the choice or, or taking the action or stepping in. And, you know, we don't have sure knowledge all the time. We don't have sure clarity. We don't have, we don't know what's going to happen. We only know what we can do in this present moment. So I always go back to the question is actually in our lives, who do we intend to be? Who do we intend to be? And one of the, one of the, 
one of my favorite, favorite, favorite humans, uh, authors, beautiful human beings is Cheryl Strayed. You all probably know her. Love her, love her. You all probably know her from her book, Wild. Uh, But she also wrote, and if you have never read this book, I I really highly recommend go get it. This is literally one of, people ask all the time, what's one of your favorite books? And this one is It's a top top. 10. It is a top 10. And I probably read it, I don't know, maybe 10 times. I've listened to her audible maybe 20 times. I just love it. And it's Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. And one of my favorite chapters in the book is called The Ghost Ship. And I just got done reading it again. Maybe that's why regret, because regret has been up for me. I got, just got done reading it again. And it's really a chapter about the irrevocable choices that we make and how do we try to figure out what we might regret later or what, what it's what you were just talking about. That's why it, it came up for me. So, you know, sometimes that having a regret is something that comes up like, what do we, I don't want to have a regret, as you said, on your deathbed that you didn't at least step your toe back into the dance world, even if it's just taking a class after after work or after whatever you're doing. And so Cheryl Strayed writes this, I'll never know, and neither will you, of the life you don't choose. We'll only know that whatever that sister life was, it was important and beautiful and not ours. It was the ghost ship that didn't carry us. There's nothing to do but salute it from the shore. And so I just, I love that. I, I know I, I kind of get teary eyed every time I read that. She's just a beautiful soul. Well, it's a great affirmation for when you, you do get into those mindsets about regret. It's really great. Especially if we're regretting a fork in the road life choice, you know, a major yeah, thing absolutely. in our lives, especially if, I mean, even little ones, but especially if it's a major thing. And, and I like that too. salute it from the shore. Yeah. You know, you can honor the life that you could have lived maybe if things had been different. But it's not the choice you made. It's not the choice you made. And so live in this moment. But that you're still the person who could have lived that life. Exactly. Is the difference. Yes. You know, you're still you. You still have all of the qualities and attributes that could have been on that journey. And that's all that matters, really. Yeah, that's where self-compassion and love and care for yourself comes in. It's really, I think it's just a beautiful thing to think about life as, you know, when we say things like, in regretting, I wish I'd stayed in touch or I wish I'd spent more quality time or, you know, all the things that, if you think about any regrets, and it might be a good exercise just to write write down your regrets and see see what, see what, See what comes up for you. See if there's some little underlying thing that's gnawing at you that comes up from time to time. And I remember reading this um, study by Harvard University on happiness, and they said that most of our biggest regrets are about connection. And so this happiness study concluded that there is a strong association with happiness and close relationships Hmm. So it's, it, it really all comes back together full circle with so many things that we talk about in our conversations here that where, where do you, where do you see yourself wanting to spend the most time? What matters most to you? When we really know what matters most to us, then we can actually be in alignment with it, with, with who we are and who we intend to be and all of the things that we've been talking about today on this episode, which ultimately will lead probably to more happiness 
and also lead to more aligned choices. Right. Yeah. So. And that's, that's all we really want or well, all we can really ask for is the connection and the alignment because everything else is unpredictable and we just never know. What I would love to be able to say when I'm on my deathbed is it's a miracle that I'm here and all of the choices that I have made got me here. And all of the pain and all of the suffering has brought me to a deep knowing and understanding and love for myself and the life that I have lived. I love that. And I think that that's possible for all of us when we look at when we look at our lives as experiments, which is what we talk about a lot. When we look <laughs> at our lives as experiments and and trying to really give ourselves so much grace and so much love and care that the choices that we're making now are choices that we believe are in our best interest. And if the results don't end up that way, okay, we learned it. Now we move on. You know, you make the mend somewhere along the way. If you have to make an amend to someone and you move on, just mm-hmm. lingering in the past and lingering in regret and lingering in, I wish it could have been this, or I wish it could have been that. I, I, I know when I landed in <laughs> Mendota, Illinois, I mean, I love that little town, but it released me from any thought that that would be the same as when I was a second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth grader. So it's really beautiful to try to maybe even have that image for yourself if you've got a place or you've got a choice that you're really regretting from the past. And just think about you know yourself today plucked into that place that exists today. Well, it kind of just came to me as you were talking about an example of someone who lives in the past and lets it really impact their present. Um, in a bad way. And that was my dad, um, yeah. who has passed 15 years ago, but he, he did, he was so about living in the past. He loved where he went to school, which was also Indiana. And he loved the town that Indiana was in. He loved Bloomington and he glamorized that period of his time or of his life. And so for as long as I knew him, he was always talking about like the quote unquote good old days of that period of time and was always trying to get back there like you with Mendota. Mm -hmm. But it was very, it was top of his mind a lot throughout his life, at least that since I knew him to the end of his life. And he always talked about wanting to go back and wanting to move back and wanting to live there. And he lived in Florida, you know, we all lived in Florida. Um, And that was like the the ghost ship for him and he died not ever even really in any of his life you know he wasn't back there but he was always trying to get back there and he was here and I I don't think he would mind me sharing that but it's just you know I think he's the example of if you don't somehow find it in your heart to accept the choices that you've made or take the actions that you need to take to to go live the life that you want to live you're going to live in this limbo of regret of yearning of nostalgia of unfinished business and that's the thing too we never know when our time is up and he died in his sleep one day and i think what a powerful message and lesson for me, at least, to see that 
you never really know. So what's holding you back from taking the choices that you want to take so that you can be happy? Because, and of course, we'll maybe we'll do the next podcast on this, but he was, I don't think he was very happy. Michelle, I'm so... Like I've got tears in my eyes because I'm so proud of you. I didn't mean to like go into that. I'm so proud of I'm so proud of you for how honest and vulnerable you are, and it it just I think it's why we started this podcast, and it's why you were so passionate about wanting to do it because you wanted to have these. You wanted to take the conversations. Didn't know it was going to go there. You wanted to. You wanted to take the conversations you and I have personally in our living rooms, and you wanted to share it with the world, and that's why I just love you so much, and I I believe that our our next episode that we record will be a part two on all of this because we have some we have some beautiful ways of moving through the painful hurtful feelings so that's for sure but I wanted to add something maybe that but he did it. we did bury him in Indiana I so wanted he to all ended up there <laughs> whether or not I wanted to add <laughs> I wanted to add something and maybe we can then start with this in the next episode of part two on regret I wanted to add you're so wise and you're so right on with your dad not only did he did he pine for and had one foot in Bloomington, Indiana, and one foot in South Florida, he he literally also, if you remember, he's your dad is Greek Orthodox, and in oh, the yeah. Greek in the Greek Orthodox faith, you can be married and be a priest. He, he always wanted he to be a also priest. regretted massively that he wasn't a priest. So there was so much going on. Your dad is a perfect example that I think that it would be really wonderful to go into that more in our next episode. Because really what you're saying is, and what I'm hearing and what, how I would like to leave my piece of this conversation is that who do you intend to be in this moment or in this life that you're living right now, you know, having that deep relationship with yourself, who do you intend to be? And then actually putting both feet into that life. Uh, when you, because when you straddle two lives or when you straddle two things or when you're allowing the past or the regrets, when you're allowing the regrets to hold too much of your energy and too much space in your life, you never really have your whole self in this life or in this moment. And I believe strongly for me, when I don't have my whole self in this moment, it's why this is coming up for me so much right now. I'm not actually living the life that I intend for myself to be. And I'm not actually enjoying my life because I have too much of my energy in what ifs or what could have been's or, or all of those things. So I, well, and the grisly visual that I keep getting for me is like straddling the two ships, the ghost ship and the ship that you're on. And if you're trying to straddle two ships going two different directions, that's going to pull you apart. Mm -hmm. And obviously this is a metaphor, but you know, it'll pull you apart from the inside out. And I think that's how we become like tortured souls. And my dad certainly was the example of that. Beautifully shared, Michelle. <laughs> Beautifully shared. Well, but yeah, we can I love this. This conversation this was all that I expected it to be and more. So I'm really looking forward to our next Look what happens recording. when you come to me with a topic. <laughs> well, I believe strongly in our motive and our intention for this podcast and for every single time we show up to record an episode and have this beautiful conversation with each other, that we are sharing our experiences, we're sharing our lives, it's why we're here. 
to try to move that conversation that you and I have on the living room sofa to the world. And I believe that this is the connection that we want. This is, if you were to ask me, what is the connection that I want in my life? I want the deepest, most beautiful connection and loving connection with myself. And I really want to extend that love and that deepest desire to be with people into the world. And we're actually doing that here. So I look forward to recording Amazing. part two of regrets. Can't wait to see what you come at me with for part two. Stay tuned. Stay I love you all so tuned. much. Thank yep. you for that. This was a great, this really has me thinking about things. So I'm okay. grateful for you. And we're grateful for all of you as per usual. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and being such a beautiful support to the Barb Knows Best podcast. We are, we love this, obviously, as you were saying, and it's our always our intention to just show up and provide meaningful conversations about life. And you're a part of that. And I have to say, I really feel safe in sharing here. Yeah, you, you all it is are a safe really space. beautiful. Thank you. And it's not always easy to put yourself out there on a platform, but you all make it beautiful. So thank you for that. Um, as of, as always, if you haven't already, please make sure you're like and liked and subscribed to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. If you haven't already yet, please leave us a little bit, a little glowing review and a five-star rating that helps us greatly. And it means so much to us when you all share that. And if you'd like to stay in touch with us, which we hope that you do, please make sure you are following us on social media at Barb Knows Best Pod, at Michelle Maros, and at Peaceful Barb. That's where you can chat with us, ask us questions, and give us podcast topic requests. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you, Barbara. And we'll chat with you next week because, as we know, Barb Knows Best. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.